You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Compliance is hard, but finding the answers doesn't need to be. Join Jeff Hedges and his staff on the Pharmacy Compliance Guide as they help you and your pharmacy staff navigate through some of the complexities to help you stay stress-free and in compliance. The Pharmacy Compliance Guide is a proud member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You may have heard that competitive bidding is being eliminated and everyone can start doing DNE again. Yay! Well, that's only partially true. While it's not being totally eliminated, competitive bidding will be suspended nationwide while a new program is being prepared. So mark your calendars from January 1st, 2019, but that's going to be here before we know it, all the way through the end of 2020, many of you may be able to start dispensing things that you weren't able to before because you found yourself in one of those competitive bidding zones. Another date to pencil in is January 1st, 2020. Why is that important? Well, the Cures Act will go into full force, which requires all state Medicaid programs to follow all Medicare requirements, including fee schedules and possibly accreditation. But don't worry, folks. We promise to share any information just as soon as it comes to us. So please stay tuned. Now, today we are going to talk about the suspension of competitive bid and what that means to you and your pharmacy or DME facility. Joining us today is the man, the legend, the HIPAA guy, the pharmacy compliance guide, and my boss, Mr. Jeff Hedges, to help educate, encourage, and map out a plan for capitalizing on this rule shift. So, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. Glad to be back and finally have a positive podcast. There's light out there for all of our pharmacy owners. Now, what's the big deal here? If competitive bid is suspended, how will that actually help pharmacies and DME facilities that are listening to us today? Pharmacies, especially pharmacies in those 99 competitive bid zones, have been locked out of a lot of different products. There's, quote, only 10 items, but there are 10 big items. Now on January 1st, you can start dispensing of these products to help uh, grow your business. It can increase your sales because they're going to come in and get your DME products that you haven't been able to do. That'll support your current prescriptions. Uh, It can also uh, bring new business in. And even though the fee for the product will not change initially, it does appear that the reimbursements are going to go up. Yes, you heard me correctly. Reimbursements are scheduled to go up for DME POS products sometime in 2019. I don't even know the last time we had a conversation where pharmacies were going to start getting paid more, but I bet that just perked up a whole lot of little ears out there. So Jeff, what's the first thing a pharmacy needs to do if they wish to jump on the bandwagon and take advantage of this rule suspension? Well, first, the facilities and pharmacies need to know their status of their PTAN number with the National Supplier Clearinghouse, or NSC. 
So do you have a Medicare Part B PTAC? And is it active or exempt? Why is that Part B PTAN so important? Everyone will fall into one of four bins. Exempt pharmacies, accredited facilities, pharmacies with a pharmaceutical PTAN only, and then everyone else falls in the last bin. Most pharmacies are going to be in the first two groups, either exempt or accredited. In the end, those with a P10 will have an easier time bringing on more DME products to their pharmacy for their patients, while those without a P10, those in the last spin, will have a lot of work ahead of them as they will need to start from scratch. Before we get too deep into this process, can you tell us a little about each of the bins? Sure. Bin number one is the exempt pharmacies. These are pharmacies who they're either grandfathered into the program from a long time ago or were accredited for the last five years with the billing 5% or less as total sales of DME compared to the pharmaceuticals. The exemption only exempts the pharmacy from going through the accreditation process. It does not exempt people from the actual rules of dispensing. All the paperwork still needs to be done. We've talked to tons of people who think they're exempt from the rules. They are exempt from accreditation requirements. Remember, if you achieve the exemption status, you still need to have a DME compliance program in place and follow all the rules set forth by CMS in its supplier manuals. How will an exempt pharmacy move forward if they wish to add more products to their current offerings? This is an exciting bin, especially those located in the competitive bid area as they're able to diversify to a lot of different products. In fact, all items are available for exempt pharmacies to dispense starting January 1st, 2019. I would recommend these locations look at the items they wish to dispense. Then check the NSC's licensure database on their website to see what specific training requirements may be required for the devices selected. If need be, you should obtain any licenses and get extra training, including any manufacturer training now. To bill Medicare starting January 1st, all they need to do is submit an updated CMS 855S application and include Section 3D with all the products they wish to dispense. Well, that's a pretty easy process. What's the next bin facilities can fall into? Bin number two is home to accredited pharmacies and DME facilities. These facilities are currently accredited by one of the nine accreditation organizations. This is also a great bin for these facilities. They can add any and all items they wish to dispense, just like our exempt pharmacies. The big difference is they will need to contact their accreditation organization and have this added to their certificates. Please know there may be a small fee and they may require another on-site survey depending on the items selected. Now, it is possible for pharmacies in this bin to become exempt if they meet their requirements like those pharmacies in bin number one. 
They just need to fill out the exemption paperwork, send it to NSC, and 30 days, you will have the exemption, and now you're in the number one bin. But beware, they need to check with their state Medicaid and insurance companies to ensure accreditation is not a requirement to participate. If it is, then they do not want to move to the exemption. If this is not a requirement, fill out the form and save a few thousand dollars every few years. So to clarify, pharmacies and DME facilities that are currently accredited will still need to obtain extra licenses and get trainings based on the new products that they wish to dispense. Correct. Then they would also need to complete Section 3D of their CMS 855-S and submit that to Medicare as well? Correct again. Okay, perfect. So what are the other two bins we need to know about? The third bin is for our pharmacies with a pharmaceutical PTAN only. These are the pharmacies that never have been accredited or dispensed DME POS products before, but have completed a CMS 855S application for non-accredited drugs. The good news is if they wish to enter the DME POS market, they've already done the thing that takes up the most time, and that is getting your PTAN number. The bad news, they must get accredited, but they already got a leg up on our next bin of facilities because depending on what items they want to dispense, and what their current compliance programs look like, they may be able to get your accreditation within 45 days. Well, that's not too bad. Who's in that very last bin? And our fourth and final bin is everyone else. That's right, all the other pharmacies and DME facilities out there. So if facilities are entering the market for the first time, it can take up to a full year to get all of the paperwork in place apply and get awarded an accreditation certificate, and finally have a PTAN awarded all before they can even dispense or bill an item or collect any revenue from any Medicare patients. So it sounds like facilities that are exempt are sitting pretty and have the easiest path in front of them to add more products to their stores, whereas the folks who don't have anything in place right now, it's going to take them quite a long time to get set up. That's right. Hey, Jeff, if our listeners know which category their pharmacy falls under, should they wait to January 1st to get started? Absolutely not. No matter which bin you fall into, look at your current DME POS products and determine if you wish to add additional products. Once you check the acquisition costs and the current fee schedule for the reimbursements to ensure the product is profitable, if need be, start doing those additional trainings and complete the necessary licensing requirements now. If the pharmacy is exempt, add the items with support documentation to your CMS application now. If the pharmacy is accredited, contact your accreditation organization to find out whether you will need a new survey for these products and if there is a fee to add them now. Well, you all heard the man. Get started now. Thank you so much for clarifying how the competitive bidding suspension can help pharmacies and DME facilities and helping to map out the necessary steps they need to move forward if they want to add new products to their stores. 
Folks, if you're already an RJ Hedges and Associates client, go you. Thank you so much. Go ahead and reach out to your project manager. She'll be more than happy to get you pointed in the right direction and can complete many of these items for you. That's right. All those dreaded forms, they can actually help you with many of them. Now, for the rest of you, if you're excited about adding products, yay! But the thought of completing a Medicare application has you depressed, boo. Or if you're pumped to increase revenue to your store, but deflated at the idea of writing all those policies and procedures to make the accreditation organizations in Medicare happy, have no fear. RJ Hedges and Associates is here and they have services to help with everything we talked about today. Not only can they complete the 855S application for DME items and or non-accredited drugs, they can even complete the 855B, which is for immunizations. They have a DME POS program that has all the policies and procedures to satisfy Medicare and your accreditation organization. It has detailed written orders and written orders prior to delivery for over 50 products complete with the LCD requirements, and it's chocked full of helpful resources and checklists to help simplify everything from your accreditation to your CMS visits that will take place in the future. If you'd like more information, feel free to reach out to one of our compliance strategists to see how we can help you. Now be sure to tune in to the Pharmacy Podcast Network regularly as they're adding new content daily. And stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to continue this topic on competitive bidding and dive into the fee schedules and how to dispense to help ensure you can make enough money to cover all of your items. Hey, thanks so much for joining. You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pharmacy Compliance Guide, sponsored by RJ Hedges and Associates. Be sure to search the entire library of podcasts, helping you stay informed on the latest pharmacy compliance issues by visiting PharmacyCompliance This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.